0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Lab Leaders, the podcast where we lift the lid on how insights and human understanding can make a difference in marketing and communications. This time round, we're gonna be taking a look at creativity and discussing how much of a difference it can make in transforming a business's fortunes. So today's episode is a bit of a TMW takeover. For those of you who don't know, TMW is a marketing division of Unlimited and we're an integrated creative agency specialized in creating ideas that move people. As we're focusing on creativity, I brought in the big guns from TMW. First up, we have Dan Bowers, who is our Chief Strategy Officer. Dan heads up our strategy department and makes sure that we're always thinking of new and effective ways to understand what drives people and what we can do to grow our clients' businesses.
1: Hey, Henry. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) And we couldn't have a creativity episode without a creative in the room, so we've also roped in Graham Noble, who's our Chief Creative Officer Graham's won awards at Cannes, d and is the name, but a few, so I can't think of anyone better to chat about on today's topic. Thanks, Henry. So a bit of context into why we thought today would be a great opportunity to talk about creativity, because we want to unpick some of the perceptions about the effect that it can have on businesses. So we recently carried out a survey called the CMO Barometer, where we interviewed senior marketers across the country and asked them what the most important things to them were. And a few of the results that relate to creativity were a bit puzzling. Creativity was one of the most important things they looked out for, with 80% stating they thought creativity had a significant impact on marketing performance. However, only 40% consider it a technique to deliver a return on investment, which seems to me a little bit of a paradox. So what I'm interested in is, why do we think this disconnect exists and are CMOs right to see things this way?
1: I was quite puzzled by the findings here, to be honest, Henry, I'm not sure what you think, Graham, but there's been so many studies along the way that have proven the correlation between great creative campaigns and actual business effects. I think back in 2007, I think the IPA data bank was mined with the really famous study by Les Binet and Peter Field, I think it is. And they proved that great creative campaigns, fame-driving campaigns have greater business effects. And even more recently, there've been a lot of studies to support this as well, You know, em- em- empirically proving that Great creative campaigns and effective ads generate four times as much profit. So there was a recent walk study that showed that four times more profit is made from creative campaigns. There's a really old Dave Trott quote, and he said something along the lines of, creativity is the last legal unfair competitive advantage you can have to run over your competition. And I think that that's been well evidenced well talked about for many many years now but i I'd, I couldn't quite get my head around what what was getting in the way of marketing directors and cmos kind of like embracing it and be anything confidence in it to deliver that roi
2: i, w- I wonder whether at some point you know for most, maybe a lot of their lives, they are perfectly normal people who, uh, who might watch the telly, they might listen to the music, they might be reading a book, reading paper, and they are affected by cut through and things that stand out as individuals, as people, that's where creativity, great creativity gets us. It does make you stand out. It does, it does make ideas jump off the page. It does just, it just kind of like wake you from the malaise of waiting for the football to start again in the adverts. But I, I wonder when they get their marketing, kind of chief marketing officer hats on, they're like... Well, no, I'm not affected by this. This isn't this isn't a theme. And yet, actually, like they're like everybody else, they are they do respond to great creativity. I think maybe it's just the sort of joining the dots.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that they did find it important as well, but then there's somehow the, it get it gets lost in the way when it comes to return on investment. So it's almost like they view creativity as important to the brand, but they think that somehow separate from being able to drive profitability
2: yeah i guess that's what i mean about almost like their unrational brain knows oh, yeah of course it's important it's important and you know people as we all know people do respond with their unrational brain it's just almost like the rational brain is somehow going oh well maybe it isn't you know, in a true business sense it's almost is that, you know, is that too too simple? But actually we all know that, that that's how as humans we do respond to everything. We, we respond in a human level, that kind of emotional gut reaction something being interesting.
1: Maybe the, the, the kind of root of the, the disconnect here is that there's there's been a lot there was been a long held belief that an almost like almost like separation in the world of advertising of brand building will have long term effects and performance marketing will have short term immediate impact. And it's almost like, and I think a lot of even some marketing departments and agencies have been kind of divided to do both of those jobs. But there's been some of those kind of like, not myths, but strongly held beliefs. And there was lots of evidence to support it since been kind of disproven, where actually if you do support the brand and invest in the brand for the long term, it also has a huge impact on short-term sales impact as well. So that's been something that's kind of been turned on its head in the last two years. And I wonder whether CMOs have, are kind of still sticking to that long and firmly held belief that long-term effects is brand building, short-term effects is sales performance, when in fact, both kind of coalesce together and come together and work work together. If you build brands, you're going to have an impact on, on, on sales. So I wonder whether there's a bit of a tension here between they don't believe creativity is going to deliver on the short, the short term and immediate, immediate gains for the brand. Maybe. maybe that's where the disconnect's coming.
0: Yeah, that, that's really interesting. I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on, you know, when it comes to the channels in which people are normally doing this, you know, is creativity still as vitally important there? Or does it only matter when it comes to the big brand campaigns? I
2: think I think you'd argue know,
0: it matters even more in the sort of middle funnel channels actually
2: because um, that's where you, you need to. to use, it's a bit of an old term now, but you need people to sit forward and take notice of your of your work. People literally do have the the power and the controls to flick through to the next thing. So I think if you do, if you if you don't if you're not able to grab people in an entertaining way in those spaces, arguably it's you know you're losing a massive brand power in that a way to influence people in those spaces.
1: You'd almost argue that creativity in those slightly smaller, shorter form digital spaces is probably even more needed to grab that attention, isn't it? You know, the creative the creative challenge and the need to be unexpected and surprising and exciting and attention-grabbing is probably even more yeah, even more needed in those spaces.
2: I, I would agree, exactly, because simply because people have literally got the power to, to flick past or sit you off. I, I think I think what we've been thinking for a while is that the two don't need to be mutually exclusive. You know, you, you can have that same level of creativity, and we all love doing the, the big brand spaces now at home, don't get me wrong, you know, that's... That's something that we love doing as, you know, as as an agency, as you know, but that creativity doesn't need to then get watered down in the small spaces. You just have
0: to be maybe a bit quicker and more entertaining in how we get their message across. I I wonder if there's something in the kind of the way a lot of these um, middle funnel channels exist where people are kind of constantly given the measurements of clicks and impressions and, you know, other channels exist in a different way, whether we become a bit spoiled from kind of maybe measurement overload and people if they can't see it straight away view it differently and they view the kind of the executional middle funnel channels as working straight away and it's difficult to separate that in their minds.
1: Yeah it's a really good point Henry I think it's just because you can measure it doesn't necessarily mean it's important and I think in digital channels we're chasing did, did someone click on it did someone do this you know maybe we're not looking at what the what the kind of the long-term effects are of investing in some of those channels beyond just the immediate kind of interactions that they that they glean so yeah i think measurement and attribution in the digital space is something that, that we're still wrestling with i think i think a lot of a lot of brands are still wrestling with and a lot of media companies
0: i guess we're talking about creativity a lot and to some people that might sound like a bit of a nebulous concept what do we actually mean by creativity and why is it that it drives such difference i guess what we've been one way to maybe to define it across the channels is
2: that we're looking for ideas not ads i think there's, a, there's that there's st- that's lovely thing that when you when you have an idea and you first present it maybe you first present it to your to your wider group of work there's almost like a there should be an almost like a visible sort of electricity that goes around the room because it just gets people excited and then the same thing happens when you when you share that idea with your clients one of the best parts of the job actually when you see your client forming like a smile on their face you know whether they want to or not because they know this is a really lovely idea and then i guess that then translates into consumers out there right so there are going to be lots of different ways to get that emotion across to get that feeling across you could be making someone stop to think about life you could be making someone laugh you could be making someone cry you can make someone stop and think about where they are in the world there's so many ways to talk about what is creativity but i guess the bottom line is At one point it's it's getting the brand or you or whatever you want to say noticed isn't it there's so much information out there in order to stand out and make people take notice you know you've got to be interesting you've got to be creative it can take
1: many different forms but that's ultimately
2: what we're trying to do is make people stop look and listen and then do something
1: from a sort of scientific point of view there's there's been lots written about the the kind of the science behind effective communication and i think the the first one of the first steps are the first gateways for a brand to be kind of encoded in your memory is communication that surprises communication that captures attention it, it almost alerts the brain that it's worth paying attention
2: yeah i mean something that we talk about almost like a checklist in the agency if you like in, in our heads is like we don't want to settle for ideas that are correct being correct doesn't do it it might. Short-term answer a client's brief, but it's, it's it's not good enough to be correct. It's being unexpected that has, has the cut through. We've almost taken brands that may have been a little bit in the doldrums and, and sort of reinvented them. That is a, definitely a time to be unexpected to maybe take notice of of your brand, how you, and maybe how you're repositioning it. Maybe you're turning you're going from a bit of a sort of stay brand to being a bit of a challenger brand. You know that's a that's a classic time to to want to be unexpected to really hit people between the eyes and make them sit up and take notice.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if there's which examples would you highlight for like a brilliant time that we've done unexpected creativity in a way that a brand probably wouldn't have anticipated.
2: Yeah, I I guess thinking about um, what we did for Freesat last year for those guys who don't know so Freesat are the free satellite TV service there was a bit of a there was a problem that they had which was the, I guess the clues in the name its called, which could be viewed as being free, could be cheap, you know, but actually we turned it on its head strategically and kind of thought, actually, well, we should look at it as freedom of choice. Once you think about freedom of choice, that opens up a whole world of possibilities. But there are still a million and one ways you can go from that. Our idea for that was actually started with two crabs sitting on the on the ocean floor, kind of looking up onto a wonderful world of free entertainment above them Brighton Pier so there is no logical reason to end up with two crabs looking up at the sky at Brighton Pier but that's the beauty of creativity you know there's science can help us data can help us and it's a wonderful thing to have in your arsenal and it means you're set up you're going in the right direction but still that Where where on earth did it come from? That spark of creativity
0: that takes things to the next level is still a wonderful thing. I'd love to kind of unpack that relationship between the insight and the creativity. Given that we've got a planner and a creative on here, do you think to come out with this kind of unexpected creativity angle as a result in the creative? Does it need an unexpected insight, or can it be something that you would expect to hear, and then it's just up to the creative to kind of take the next step?
2: I'm a big fan, I guess, like like a lot of creatives are. Of you want a really really clear brief, But an unexpected insight, a boring insight, means that a creative have got a hell of a long a lot further to go to come up with the, an unexpected idea. You know, I feel, I feel like a a really unexpected insight. You know, my analogy was always: look, if we, if we want to reach the hundredth floor of creative nirvana, an unexpected insight can take you up to floor thirty or floor fifty, and you're kind of already on your way, and you're like, wow, this is already this is so great. Look, oh my god, this never thought about the world like this what can we do with it and that you know gives you a massive boost it gives you the edge i think
1: yeah absolutely and i think it's the responsibility of the the planning team is to give the creative teams as much headroom and height as we can so they can so they can reach those heady heights of unexpected creativity i think that isn't a baton par- passing exercise though no. henry do you know what i mean <laughs> there's a, i think there's a big overlap between Graham's team and mine and Paul's team where we sort of come together. Yeah. And there's a, a healthy kind of there's a healthy friction, let's call it, like where where we're kind of like we go in with our thoughts and and the creatives are pushing us and we're pushing the creative teams and we arrive at a place where we're on strategy, but we're doing it in a in a in an unexpected way. We get a new perspective on a brie. Yeah. And human behavior, a human insight, and we can kind of start to take the work in a new in a completely new direction, and you start to have conversations with clients where you're telling them about a problem that they didn't know that yeah. they had. I think that's a, that's,
2: that's a really good point. I think if you if once you tell a client a problem they didn't know they had, first thing can almost be a little bit, I mean, this is a bit scary, but then if you're the agency that says, Do you know, we've, we found a problem you didn't have, and a and, and sort of an insight that you didn't know you need to know, but, but we've got a lovely idea that, that we think uh, tackles it head on and, and we'll turn it around for you. I think if you if you think about, Dan, what we, you and I actually did, the sort of, the chat there for what we did for Aviva, car insurance.
1: Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I mean, that this is, this is like it happening for real yeah. where, where Graham and I and the teams worked on an amazing pitch working with Aviva where it was really clear for Aviva car insurance, the entire category seemed to be insistent on just focusing on the point of crisis. So if something bad happens, we are gonna be there for you. And our job was to try to build brand preference and consideration for, for, for Aviva. And we needed to do this all year round, but what we found that people only really consider and think about car insurance for maybe one or two hours every 365 days of the year. So your opportunity to engage someone in, in this topic was pretty, pretty slim and we, we found from the power of neuroscience that actually talking about negative car crashes and the point of crisis is actually, it grabs attention, but if you, if you do it too much, you, your brand can become associated with that negativity. We, we kind of flipped and found an opportunity to be a lot more positive and start to talk about Actually, there are some really positive things that happen when you're driving. Sometimes you have some really meaningful conversations. Some great things happen, some surprising things happen. So we kind of, rather than looking at the point of crisis, we thought, let's celebrate some of the brighter things that happen when you're driving
2: yeah so the lovely link here i can i can i can remember Ooh. the uh us sitting on the sofa dan you know maybe maybe i'm overclaiming here but you know but the lennon mccartney moment when <laughs> the, the two of us together with, <laughs> was amazing there, there's you with your insight and there's me thinking oh do you know what oh i could pass this on and you know that led us to uh embrace the unexpected campaign which was the nice thing about that is is like you know all right every now and again people do have car crashes and that is of course unexpected but there are lots of other unexpected things that happen in the car. We were talking about the moments where you find a song that you love, or when so when, when you find out you've got, you, you know, you're accepted for the job while you were driving to work, or, or when someone tells you I love you for the first time. We're in the car. There, there are a lot of things that happen, good and bad. So let let's embrace it all and, and be a brand that stands for sort of positive moments as well as well as those moments of crisis. And and the results were. You know bared fruit on that people weren't expecting that from car insurance and you know it did yield really really good results
0: yeah that's that's really interesting just had a thought in my head whilst we're talking you know we're, we're a creative agency but we also have a creative department which seems to me maybe kind of a little bit of an outdated way of viewing things because creativity obviously isn't a group of people in one department it's, it's the whole agency's job so i guess i'd be interested to hear your thoughts in you know Obviously, you've spoken about how the strategy teams and the creative teams sort of intertwine. But do you think that's responsibility born throughout the whole agency and from bringing the client in on that journey as well?
2: I I mean, personally, I do. I think if, if you there are there are many departments that make up an agency. But I guess if you if you look at the sort of classic three of client services, creative, and strategy, I think every single Person on that. Everybody needs to be a bit client servicey. Everyone needs to be a bit strategic, and everyone needs to be a bit creatively uh, That's a new, that's a new word I just made up. <laughs> I, 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 all, all I think is I think is that if you're in creative, you specialise in in creativity, but you have got to be able to think strategically. You have got to be able to think about what the client wants and, and what's going to make them happy. What's going to make their, their boss happy? And, and I think that goes for for everyone. And and it's an old adage, but good clients get good work. The more they're willing to take a risk, the more they're willing to be creative. Nine times out of ten, they. You know the work speaks for itself, and everyone's really proud of the journey. You know, and and you get a really deep relationship with the client then, because you've all been on this fantastic creative journey together. You end up with this amazing campaign, and and it's it sort of can be a little milestone in your in your in your career and your in your journey, I guess. You
1: know, what I'd add, thanks, Graham. That's I like that. That's but what I'd add to it is we we sometimes joke that like creativity is not just a department, and you know we've got a lot of amazing specialists in our agency that look at channels look at different media buys look at data sources look at different te- the, the web of technology kind of like forms and marketing technologies that you've got available there and to start to try and tap into their way of thinking about every single nuanced touch point that might be happening across any campaign from you know, from the journey all the way from awareness through to, to purchase or loyalty or, or whatever it might be, however you want to describe it. And using those guys and the way they think about how to get the most out of their their disciplines and their specialisms can be really interesting. And it can start to their creative thinking can start to help and inform, you know, the the strategic process, but also the kind of creative development process as well. And and really start to give us different ways of looking at, at problems in smaller spaces. Um, I always remember one of my old CEOs used to say, he used to use this quote from Pixar Studios that was, it was something along the lines of, the technology pushes the art, and the art pushes the technology. It's just like there's these two forces that kind of keep kind of pushing each other. And I think we we managed to get that kind of healthy, that healthy kind of tension going on in, in, in TMW to keep pushing our thinking and pushing our creativity so it works um, in every space across the, yeah, across the journey. Yeah, that's
2: a good point. I, I think that's part of a culture of a good agency, isn't it? It's having nobody in ivory towers. You know, good ideas can come from anywhere and good ideas can add to bigger ideas, you know?
0: Yeah, and I wonder if that's a solution as well to kind of, the potential problem between how people are sort of viewing these different channels differently, you know, if we if we have these experts in at every stage, then suddenly we're able to kind of make sure that creativity exists in the kind of complex web of different outputs that it's required. 100%. Yeah, I
2: mean, you know, there's if every. If, let's let's just take for example, you know, okay, video editing, filmmaking, you know. That is, of course, definitely part of the creative industry. But but how, even down to the the intricacies of how you edit for, 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 for different platforms, how you how can you get people to immerse themselves in the platform they're already in by using the vernacular that that, that platform uses? It's it's not a nice to have. It, it's it's really vital to to getting that idea across across all the different channels. And I guess that's why we talk about ideas, not ads, because it's it's being able to translate it, get get the essence of that that idea into lots of different channels. How do you make something? Gone are the days of it just working for 30 seconds or an out of home. Um, You know, it's got to work everywhere.
0: So if we are all agreed that creativity has the ability to transform businesses, but senior marketers, or at least lots of them, don't seem to agree, what do you think our role is in kind of persuading them otherwise? How do we kind of make sure that we're banging the drum for creativity and how important it is?
1: I think first and foremost, there's a lot of things that we can do from an evidencing point of view to show that creativity is powerful in terms of influencing human behavior and human decision making and changing perceptions. that we've got a lot of research techniques available to us, such as reaction time testing or facial tracking, where we can see the emotional joy and engagement of an idea, an, an impact that an idea actually has. On, on an individual and how it will start to shape their motivations and their, and their emotional feelings and, and consideration towards a brand, for example. So I think in the first instance, we can start to help our clients understand that, that power of persuasion, if you like, of creativity. And then secondly, I think making sure you bake effectiveness into the planning and the creative of the campaign from the outset and have measurement frameworks and kpis set out from the beginning to make sure you are measuring the right things and not just the views and impressions but you're actually measuring the right things to prove that creativity in your campaign is actually having a short and long-term effect on roi what
0: would you say those right things would be
1: i I think the well the the right things to measure are clearly what are the brand effects and how do they correlate with the business effects i mean and 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 that those are softer, softer measures, but we need to we need to correlate those with the with the harder measures as well. And then we could. But, and it, it's quite simple. It's hard. It can be hard to do, especially in digital in digital bases because the measurement techniques aren't necessarily in place.
2: I think there are good sort of almost old fashioned ways. I think into our let's do London campaign, which was the campaign to drive people back into to London after after the pandemic. Um, a great stat there was 70 million pounds i think it was more than that in the end boost to london's economy as stated by the mayor of london that's quite nice when a mayor of london does your sort of campaign wrap-up video for you probably better than you could yourself but you know that's a, an example of a lovely platform very simple let's do london it's almost we wanted to create something that was almost like the equivalent of like i heart new york you know let's do london it's 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 very we, we talk in the agency about ideas that inspire action and get people to do stuff i think the fact that You know let's 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 do london kind of it's such a it's such a lovely big bold easy to understand platform that it meant we could go in lots of different ways talk to lots of different people so uh, that's one way to to have a really lovely measurement down to something we've done recently for the rfu to get people playing rugby again we created a lovely film where we almost turned the kind of sports cliche of sport being very very serious and very very professional we turned it on its head deliberately and I think we had a lovely stat that there, there were a thousand more games of rugby played um, than there were before. And that's kind of like, it's sort of the opposite end of clicks, if you like. But it made people do something, literally, and go and play rugby. And I don't know, there's, there's different ways of measurement. And sometimes it is good, hard, solid facts. And sometimes it is something much more human. Like-
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really interesting, actually, the different results. I guess you could you almost just describe it as legacy, bringing, changing an economy or making people play a sport but i guess they're quite maybe quite difficult to set at the beginning of a relationship so maybe it requires a level of trust and bravery from brands when working with agencies that creativity can have a transformative effect maybe not even in the ways that they expect
2: i, I would say just picking up on that about people transforming a brand and being a bit brave with it thinking about the work we did recently for uh ww you know I, I guess if you're not careful there's 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 a real association with uh, dieting, with the sort of toxic diet culture, particularly for a brand that had been around for a while, who, who definitely weren't that, had this amazing new app, sort of really cutting edge actually, but we sort of strategically, right from the off, and then followed through into creative, I turned that into, you know, reimagine how it feels to, to love your body, was that, was that sort of guiding light through that campaign, and we unashamedly made it all about positivity rather than negativity, and, and I think that's when you talk about a lasting legacy for a brand that's when you really change perceptions of of, of the brand what they stand for but you it does take a certain amount of I guess guts from from the brand and the and the brand manages to sort of take that leap doesn't it Dan
1: yeah totally a lot a lot of it does require a lot of bravery it requires a lot of ambition for the brand but at every step of the way we reassured that client with solid and and, and grounded insight in what the problems were in terms of those cultural associations with some of the toxic diet culture and how we needed to start to stand for something new and stand for something different and how when we really started to think about that we've talked about the middle funnel however unfashionable that word might be but if we're going to take that new brand positioning of you know love how it feels to love your body Wow, how healthy it feels to love your body it was very easy for us to it could have been very easy for us to just chase people around the the, the internet making them feel bad about having to you know you should be losing weight but we actually took an approach where we started to make it try to make it additive we focused on additive context to target the message to make sure it was it was received positively and it didn't add to the to the, to the kind of the weighing pressures that you've got around you know having to look good, having to lose weight, having to count calories. We wanted to try to make it very, very, very positive. So that did require some bravery. But at every point, we we, we we backed it up with solid insight and research.
0: Fantastic. What would your guys' advice be to CMOs or senior marketers listening to this who believe it, they have drunk the Kool-Aid, and now they want to embrace creativity? What would you recommend that they do?
1: Well, I would. I think the answer is quite simple, really. I would wholeheartedly <laughs> recommend that they embrace creativity but maybe creativity isn't confined to a traditional media plan where it's starting at the top big top-down campaign that requires huge investment and budgets maybe there's a huge role for creativity in the middle of the funnel in, 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 in more direct digital social channels where you can start to have some more confident in that creativity to start to gauge, is it working? Isn't it working immediately? And then start to measure its longer term effects. I think that could be an, an interesting way of starting to help CMOs have more confidence than the creativity when they can start to, it's not this huge, huge, huge investment in something that might pay back in the future. It's something they can invest and start in the middle and they can start to see returns in terms of sales performance and also brand building at the same time. I think,
2: you know, Join in, you know, be, be unexpected, challenge your agency to come up with ideas that you really weren't expected. And if they, if they don't have that sort of electricity around the room when, when, when you're told about them, then they probably won't have that same effect on the people they're, they're aimed at, right?
0: So, uh, Well, thank you, uh, Dan and Graham, for joining me on this episode of Lab Leaders.
1: Thanks, Henry. Really enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Cheers, Henry. Thanks, mate. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lab Leaders. We hope you've been convinced of the transformative power of creativity and take these insights and apply them to your businesses. If you'd like to hear more from Dan or Graham, get in contact with us at info at tmwnlimited.com. If you'd like to hear more from Lab Leaders, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks.